1: Recorded
3: live.
1: Good evening, everybody. Uh, this is Colin Derrick still. Uh have not heard from Sonia. It's January 27th. Uh, I skipped last week because of the inauguration, and we have Law Fan on. And so we're having a conversation about the inauguration, and we'll see what happens from there. Nothing specific. I've got, got a few things to um, really an interesting week. Um, One of the people that I was helping out for the last four years um, actually uh, was looking for an attorney to help her with her case. And long story short, he ended up hiring her. (laughs) So that was awesome. Um, She had a driver's uh, thing, suspended driver's license. She was worried about going to jail for 120 days, which we're pretty sure the other case, the slander case, the guy was pulling some strings, and because she's been pulled over several times, anyway, kind of worried about that because if she went to jail for 120 days, she wouldn't be able to do the slander case in the appeals court where she's, you know, basically winning right now. Um. So, and we talked about it, and I wanted to mention something kind of about that. Um, what is that? Um, let's see the video. I, I I posted a video on a couple of these chat rooms uh, with, and I don't know why I can't remember his name, the one about um, traveling in Texas, what they don't want you to know. Does that sound familiar? I can't think of his name right now. Oh.
3: Is, it, is, it, is that on YouTube, is it?
1: Yeah, it's on YouTube. Uh, oh,
3: Craig, Eddie Craig? Craig.
1: You know? Yep, Eddie Craig. Well... You know, I go back and forth about this stuff, but I kind of want to make people understand that if I post something like that, I posted it because I've come to the same conclusions on my own. And he posted that five years ago. So I found that quite amazing and also confirming. But, you know, people don't understand that just because I post it does not mean that he has a strategy that's going to work. He was just showing you, to me it was an educational tool, one of the tools we need, how to read statutes. That's why it was so good because it's taking you through how, the process you need to go through, what you need to look for, and so on. And that's very, very important. But he's not teaching you how to use it in a case. And if you're going to use it in a case, you have to use it properly, and it's only one door that you can use, one thing you can use to box them in. You know, the whole concept of a box is a box has a minimum of six sides on it, right? If it's a box box, it has six sides. So, if, and this is one of the things we find, because we read some case, uh, somebody who tried to present his stuff in a case, and they were unsuccessful, Um, and while we're looking at it, I very quickly noticed that they didn't, first of all, present it in the proper way. The second thing is that that was the only thing they presented. I'm not engaged in any commercial activity. I'm not engaged in any commercial activity. And... You know, they're not on your side. This is the problem. They're not on your side. If they were on your side, if they knew the law, if they were, you know, protecting your rights, then, of course, they'd go, oh, you weren't engaged in any commerce activity or you weren't um, transporting any passengers or property for compensation or that. No, sir, I sure wasn't. Oh, well, case dismissed then. But clearly, we know that this is, a, you know, it's criminal enterprise, and they do it for revenues, and that's how they make their revenues, to the tune of millions of dollars, which that video talked about. So if you're going to do a case, you need to use the education you get from it. And another thing I suggest is putting everything in quotes. If it's not you, if you're quoting something else, put it in quotations. That way you don't become subject to it. You're not making conclusions of law, which is another huge thing I see over and over again, people putting conclusions of law in there. The reason you're in a court is because you want the court To come to the same conclusion you come to and then the court can make an order as you request but if you run around and make conclusions of law then why are you in the court and I think I mentioned this before if you're asking your big brother to go and beat up the bully your big brother has probably had got a little bit of experience he's gonna go okay what did the bully do where did he do it how did he do it show me the injury well wait a minute are you sure you know so there's gotta be safety mechanisms just like you don't want anyone um you know, part of due process law, is that you you would want protections. You have to offer the same protections. You don't want somebody just pointing the finger and going, Hey, he he did this and then you're convicted, which unfortunately does happen when, when you're the defendant. We get that. So knowing that there's six sides at least to the to the box and in the legal world it could be, you know, many more. And being smart, which is one of the only reasons I really do this show, is to share with people experiences that I've had, right or wrong. Uh, You know, I've made a lot of mistakes. I've learned from other people's mistakes. And the reason why I share it is so that you say, okay, what do you need to do here? And a lot of times the courts will tell you. They'll reject something you put in there, but they'll tell you, oh, well, you didn't have this. You know, you're missing this element. People go, oh, I lost the case. No, you just lost the first round. You didn't make the cut. Um, so you need to redo it and try it a different way, you know, or add something to it. And people kind of get stubborn um, and don't understand this is a long-term thing. But anyway, um, I just wanted to point that out and uh, and make that known so that people don't mistake if I post something that it's a see-all, be-all, do-all, or that I support you know what they're you know what they've done and what they're saying just hey it's a good educational tool uh i'm studying now wrongful foreclosure cases in maryland and guess what we can't find a single one that succeeded well anybody with any brains knows that statistically that's impossible so what does that tell you that they're not letting anyone through the reason is because there is no case law for anyone else to use. Now, the Gladsky case in California has blown things wide open in California, and even the district court, the federal district court, has been used at least, I think, 11 times now or more. Um, uh, What if you tell me? Oh, okay. Um, So, you know, this is what Maryland doesn't want, but naturally, I'm going to go through and find that homework has to be done and go find thousands of cases, um, where people have, you know, tried to bring an action and brought something up such as robo signing and so on. And the court has refused them because it shows a pattern of activity, which is basically amounts to a, uh, policy. And that is a policy of describing the people of due process. Now in Maryland, they have this thing, that's called an order to dock it. When you go look it up, hello, homework, when you go look it up, um, you'll find that an order to docket is a streamline that the legislature created in order to, you know, shorten the duration of a due process court, which, but in doing that, in order not to step on people's rights, you have to make sure that certain things are in order. Basically it amounts to a summary judgment. We've got all this information. It's not been challenged. There's no evidence to the contrary. Therefore, we don't need to go through all the due process procedures um, and we just go straight to, you know, a judgment, which is basically a summary judgment, summing it up. But here's the problem. The moment that somebody brings a question, the moment that there is a challenge, then it should convert back to the due process, which is where you have all the discovery and so on. And I think in Maryland, you know, it's, 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 it's ridiculous uh, what they're doing. They're depriving people. Of everything, I mean, no matter what you bring up, plain on its face, plain air, everything you can see, doesn't matter. This is the same state in which I asked the judge, "Have you seen the deed of trust? Have you read the deed of trust and the and the um, the provisions therein?" Which she completely sidestepped this thing, knowing that she hasn't read it. How is a judge going to make a judgment if they've never read it? So, so that was kind of cool. She she did her homework. And let this be a lesson to everyone. She did her homework. She looked up Eddie Craig and found it rather interesting that um, that he has three registered cars um, or vehicles. Um, not that I have a problem with that because, uh, you know, you want to get rid of the license, that's fine. I want to make sure that just because I have a license, just because I have registration, doesn't mean that I'm a servant. If I choose to get it, I get it. But that doesn't mean I'm a servant. I'm just doing it out of convenience or out of necessity at this point. So I get that. But for her, that was a big red flag. And in her case, it was really nice because they were charging her with a suspended license. And in actual fact, she had an expired license. But she went and did, so we changed the whole conversation from doing it the Eddie Craig concept of, you know, I'm not engaged in commercial activity and so on, and just did it the other way, which was in her mind the class b uh a class b uh uh whatever it's called is what the you know driving under suspended for the second time or whatever so she was willing to go for class c demeanor misdemeanor which wouldn't have been any jail time and that she was okay with that so we discussed that laid it out how to do it how to say it succinctly and short and quick and found uh in fact went again researching into the statute see it's what he talked, what he did there, and Reason I, I shared it with people is when you go to the statutes, you can find what you're looking for. And also, I want to reiterate something that I forget too often as well. That that um, code is not statute. Code is a mi- a misinterpretation of the statute generally. And I think Russ has said this several times. You want to go to the actual statutes and look up the legislative intent because that's going to tell you an awful lot. And you can use that. Let, uh, statute trumps, um, code, um, um, basic, you know, constitutional law or, or law and United States code trust, trumps that. And that's why you want Supreme court cases too. Um, so then we looked up and she found that there actually were four distinct separate things. It was suspended license, driving under the influence, uh, driving, what is it, uh, on, uh, without a license um, or an expired license. And I can't remember what the last one is, but there were four distinct ones, which clearly shows there's four distinct uh, classes or venues or whatever you want to call it that they can charge you, and they mischarged her. So that was a good thing. And then also she raised the issue about, I don't know if she even raised the issue about insurance or not, but that was completely bogus because we know that they know when they go to the computer, it's right there. And we she had the information on that as well. So it was interesting that the um, prosecutor made her an offer, and she was like, "No, hell no, you know um I know that there's a difference between suspended and and expired, and I'm willing to go to trial on it." so he came he went back again and then came, after she told him the case that the case specifically was exactly about that issue, she went and looked up and found a case that addressed that issue exactly that if there if there's a difference between a suspended and a expired, in fact, in the case, the charges that were brought against them uh, about a suspended license uh, was even before it was suspended, but then it went, I mean, excuse me, before it expired, and then it expired, and the court said that, hey, once it's expired, you cannot suspend an expired license, so it was very clear. So she gave him that case law. He went away, probably looked it up, and was like, oh, crap. So he tried to offer, you know, 30 days or something, you know, I don't know, suspended sentence or something like that. And she's like, no, I already know the difference. So then he goes away, comes back again, and says, okay, do you want to get a license? And she's like, oh, sure. Says, so like, I tell you what, you come back here uh, with a valid license in such and such number of days, and all of this will go away. And she's like, and it will be gone, no more charges. He says, yes great good thing um and when i analyzed it we talked about it that what she did was she gave them what they wanted which was to maintain control she wanted to they want to be in control they want to know that she's still going to be in the system so they're really really protective about people being out of the system um whoever's making the noise can you please mute yourself i appreciate that so i found that really interesting uh that they are so paranoid. Now, there's another video I wanna share with you guys real quick, which which this guy I've mentioned, um, I've never mentioned him before, but I've watched him before and he's absolutely brilliant. His name is Romley Stewart, R-O-M-L-E-Y. And if somebody wants to take notes here and put it up for other people, that would be great. Um, Romley Stewart. Uh, This particular one is part 37. Uh, and he's talking about exactly what he's talking about is um, what's it called? Um, what is it called? Um, equity title. And he says, what you want to do is you want to actually give, which it's reversed by getting a um, the, the 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 what is it called? The uh, certificate of title. What you're getting is the equity title, and he says you want to turn the equity title over to them and then you have I forget what the term I use, usury title let me see if I can pull it up, I think I can do that, one second this is really, you know again, anytime you look at videos of people putting out information you really need to listen to it over and over and over again so you get a full clue on it, here it is right here
2: Now, you asked about my car because I drive travel and automobile in an automobile that's not registered to Queensland. Like it. It's uh, it's registered to my estate. So, so what happens what happens here is um it's it's title, it's, it's um split title, we're giving split title. So, when you register a car to the state, the state asks you to register your vehicle. And say, when you register your vehicle, a lot of people don't actually understand what the word register means. It means to uh, give away equitable, equitable title. So, when you register your car, you're giving them your car. And then the state turns around and says, well, we'll give you legal title back. So, once you You've got legal title of your car because that's everyone wants the legal, you know, you get the legal title. Um, if you read trust law, the maxim of trust law is he who holds legal title cannot hold equity. So if you've got legal title of your car that you just rent to the state and gave them the equity, then they gave you back legal title. It means you can't touch your car again because they own it. They own it and you've got legal title and you're the one that pays the debt to that car. Well, then you, you turn around and go, oh, well, how come I can't have my car? Well, what they then give you is a licence to touch that car on public lands. And if the word licence means to be granted the ability to do something that would normally be um, illegal. Well, it's illegal to hold equitable title and legal title unless there's a lawyer or title holder. But this isn't the case here because you registered it to the state. So they hold the real title, you hold the legal title so they give you a licence so you can hold your car so while you're driving your car that you believe that's your car, it's not you gave it away in the first place the minute you do something wrong uh, and violate their terms and conditions or their contract on driving they come and take your licence off you the very minute they take your licence off you and find you on public land with your car, then that's illegal because you can't touch the equity and the legal title at the same time, so they take your car. Now, that's, um, that's how people are losing their cars. And, of course, I lost three of my cards until I realised that I was the idiot in the first place that registered my car to the state of Queensland, or not the state of Queensland, to Queensland, which was the United States Corporation. So what I did with this car after all the, the court cases and what have you that I've, I've, I've explained so it's been a wild story the court I then issued legal title to the state of Queensland here he is here the state of Queensland and the Registrar General David John who is the, the Registrar General of the state of Queensland he's the attorney so I sent this um, to the John. The body number here it is of, of, the, of the of the automobile. I've sent the engine number, the year of the, the uh, of the automobile, what it is, grantor equitable title holder um, identification. I'm the grantor of the grantee, the grantor and the equitable title holder, Robert Stewart, which is. The Christian identified on here, and um, the trustee, which is the legal title holder, is State of Queensland, State of Queensland, David John, Office of Treasury, which is the David John, Uh, care of Office of Treasury, Executive Building, One Hundred George Street, Queensland, Four Thousand, Australia. So what I've done is I've transferred the legal title to the space and then offered no um, license. So they can't hold the car or touch it. But they are liable for the dead. And then after 14 days, David John didn't respond. So to tacit consent, because when really he doesn't respond, he must have agreed. So he is now the legal title holder. He owns the car, but I own the equitable title. And because I didn't grant him a license, he cut up touch the car. So that's how I did it. But the only one that can do this is Christian. Christian said, so you've got to step quickly out of Queensland, into the state of Queensland, and remain inside the trust, remain a part of the United States, um, so we can stay in there and operate the trust, how was intended, but they didn't want you to know. But if you learn how to do it and do this, then I become the grantor of the of the equity on the bank, and I let them look after it. And they offered it. They came up to Australia, they signed up to Australia, and um, we became, uh, Australia became the The government of Australia, but the one that was got there is actually um, a subdivision of I can't get it to turn off. <laughs>
1: there we go. Yeah, I'm sorry. The recording's uh, kind of bad because he has those crickets in the background getting louder and louder and louder. Um, I'll guess seven. Well. Um, I wasn't even sure I was going to do the show or not, uh, because of all the trolls and chills and whatnot, making it an unpleasant experience. Um, so I thought I'd give it a try. And the moment I'm not feeling happy or comfortable, I'm just going to shut it down and go somewhere else and do something else. Cause I got an awful lot to do of like four or five cases that are developing rather nicely right now. Um, so, um, anyway, um, I just wanted to share that with you. Um, again, his name is Ronly Stewart. Uh, I think it's worth listening to. Uh, from my point of view, let me reiterate one more time. From my point of view, um, I am interested in uh, getting to the root of the problem. So I, I've already experimented and I've got I've tested and, and found solutions. I've got lots of debts discharged and so on in fact, I'm going to, for somebody who uh, needs, who's going to be helping me and working, I'm going to actually get rid of his, all of his student loans and stuff here shortly. So, um, but he's paying attention and doing things and showing me that, you know, this is actually something worthwhile and uh, it'll alleviate him with tremendous pressure and be able to free up more time uh, to help do the, what really matters, which is to make a difference. So the reason I don't share it is because I don't want to give people a Band-Aid. Well, what we, the people, need to do is step up and start governing and making sure that our government is properly governed and that they go back to the original purpose, which is to secure our rights. And the powers were granted to them in such form as to ensure our safety and happiness. And that's not what's going on. Um, as I think I've said before, it doesn't really matter what they do, whether it's legal or not, just because it's legal doesn't make it lawful. And it doesn't mean that the, the outcome, uh, as an inventor, many times you're going to put something together in your head and then you do it, uh, in real life and it doesn't turn out the way you thought you have to go back to the drawing board. So from my point of view, that's kind of what it is, is that, you know, this constitution form of constitutional form of government is just one form of government that we've been testing out for what about 152 200 years I guess now 250 years and uh it's been corrupted in in virtually every aspect so clearly this experiment's not working however looking at it uh I do believe that it can work if we get certain things in place and that's what I'm working on right now so under that conversation talking about miracles, um, we really, really did escape one with Hillary not uh, being uh, put into office, and she wasn't able. That's what they're so angry about, by the way. They're not angry that they lost the vote. They knew they lost the vote. If you go look at her rallies, she couldn't get anyone to come to rallies. They already knew that she had lost, you know, she never had um a positive vote in the first place except for some maniacs out there which is really funny there's videos about the maniacs out there but she was certain that they had it all tied up uh because they were going to steal the election like she's done before and i don't know what bush did i mean bush i mean um trump did but he was able to thwart their ability to uh steal it um yeah they played the trump card you betcha um so, you know, it's kind of interesting. I went to the inauguration, so I'll share a little bit what, what happened since I was there. Uh, it was a cool, almost cold, misty, rain-on-and-off day, but it didn't dampen the spirits of the people. It, where I was at, it was marvelous. Uh, the people were not interested in the other idiots uh, that were coming up, and they let them know. <laughs> and they just kept going, Trump, 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 Trump. I thought his speech was poignant and, and really good, um uh, on a lot of levels, I like a lot of some of the things he 's done on the first day. I am very concerned and i 've had a conversation with some people who do know about it who inform me of what 's going on with this pipeline business and what 's what 's been going on with it 's not just the pipeline but what they 've been doing up in that area of you know um shooting people um beating people up, you know bludgeoning people um what they 're doing up there is criminal uh, absolutely and it you know the, the 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 source of it is the um, you know the pipeline, but that's not what's you know obviously the pipeline is not jumping up and whacking people. It's the sheriff's department, and they've got um, um what do they call them? The I can't even think of the name. The um, national guard up there that are really probably if you look at them they're not national guard. They're probably pretending to be um um so they um. You know, what they're they're doing is just completely, you know, they're they're crimes against humanity. So I actually wrote, I understand that the Attorney General, he selected is Sessions, Jeff Sessions. I'm trying to get a candle on this guy. And I've been doing some research as much as possible. And some of the things he holds to I like, but there's too much I just don't. So I'm very worried I'm putting together a letter to send to him um, and asking him, you know, is he going to prosecute or not? You know, that's his job. We know that um, um we know that, that that Hillary's a criminal. we know that Obama is a criminal. we know that there's tons of other people that are criminals, and I want to know if he's going to prosecute them equally under the law or not. That's really what matters and is he going to you know stop prosecuting people for uh nonviolent or there's no when there's no uh, harm being done to anyone and prosecuting and putting them in jail? So that's kind of what my letter is pretty harsh. It's pretty poignant. And then I'm also writing another one to Trey Gowdy because uh, he's been exposing Hillary and a few other people while he's at it as well. And if you guys haven't watched Trey, T-R-E-Y, Trey Gowdy, D O W D Y, look on YouTube. Phenomenal the way he just slams the crap out of them every time, catches them, so on. My problem is, is that as he said, his own frustration is that um, you know like you said, what more do you need to um, the FBI um prosecutor He asked him call me he said well, what what more do you need you know you gave out five immunities, which means that without the immunity, they would have been prosecuted, so you 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 held back on prosecuting five criminals in order to get to the higher one and you're telling me that, you know, that intent is not enough? You know, he went through the whole thing. He'd watch, watch the videos. Just watch them all. They're just phenomenal. I learned from them how to cross-examine, how to stuff people. You know, he's really good at that. My problem is this. I've got to ask him a question. 18 U.S.C. subsection 4 says, if you have knowledge of a crime that's cognizable of the court of the United States and fail to make known to some judge or other officer of the United States, you may do up to uh, maybe fine or prison up to three years or both. And I'm going, well, wait a minute. If I let him know, let's just say I walked up to him and said, hey, I've got this evidence, you know, I have knowledge of a crime. It's caused for the court of the United States. I would expect by letting him know as an officer of the United States that he has the power to do something about it. Such as call a grand jury. Why is all that power exclusively given to uh, Comey, the head of the FBI? This makes no sense to me. Comey, you know, he's just FBI. He's not even the prosecutor. I mean, and he's probably only going to recommend. I don't even know if the FBI, that kind of seems to be um, a, a a breach of the three branches of government. The judicial branch is the one that's supposed to be doing the prosecuting. The FBI is the one that's actually supposed to be doing the investigation. So I'm just curious as to, you know, why it seems that Comey says, well, I didn't see any reason to bring charges. Why is Comey, the FBI, Bringing charges seems to me that that's, that's somebody else's job. And it also seems to me that any one of these people, um, has a, a persons actually holding an office, has the opportunity to bring a um, a grand jury indictment. And if they don't, then what the hell are they doing in office? So these are questions that need to be answered uh, from my point of view. Uh, and I'm just going to ask them. I mean, I'm trying to do research. I still, and some of the research I've done, cannot find any um, active, quote-unquote, license for attorneys You know, practicing law. You're supposed to have a license. I know people in jail right now who have been charged with um, practicing law without a license. Well, that means that there must be a license for them to practice law. So, you know, there, there's a lot of questions I have going on. Um, but the, the inauguration itself is phenomenal. Um, it was very interesting, and I actually saw a video, I was wondering, because I looked right away on the, uh, we walked, waited for like almost two and a half, three hours, and yeah, about, no, it had to be about three hours, um, but we managed to find a really wonderful spot, you know, spirit was moving again there, and, um, right at the very beginning, and, I saw these the you know him I, I saw Trump go by and he actually stuck his face to the window right at that moment and it, I swear it looked like he was looking right at me. I gave him the thumbs up kind of thing you know, and but also kind of a scowling look like I'm going to hold you accountable, buddy. And part of uh, one of the letters I'm putting together there is that you know you serve the people now, and I want to I want to make sure that he understands that he said that in his speech. So I want him to understand because he's he's been a boss of companies and he knows what it means to, you know, to serve. Even as a boss, you still have to serve the company you're working for. So I want him to know that he's not serving the corporate United States, but he's serving the people. Uh, we'll find out about that. But so anyways, going down is really fascinating because I saw these other vehicles and I was like, holy shit, they're wearing uh, those helmets that pilots wear, uh, which controls uh, a gunship. And I was like, and there were two of them. I was like, look, I was pointing it out. I was like, look, 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 these guys are wearing a They're like, what? You think there's, I said, either they've got missiles around here or they've got cannons on, on board. I mean, something, you know. Well, guess what I found out? It, ironically enough, somebody on a video, I bumped into it, showed that, yeah, they have a pop-up. It's really amazing. Those things are actually tanks disguised as as, um, as SUV limo type of things, all painted black. But they got a hatch, and they pop that hatch open, and up comes a Gatling gun. And, uh, if anyone knows what a Gatling gun can do, he, he do not want to come up against that. Uh, so I thought that was pretty interesting how they, they had that much security there and considering, uh, you know, how much hostility there is, you know, towards him and, you know, how murderous, um, um, yeah, four, 400 RPM, yeah, 400 RPM, um, you know, and and knowing how murderous the Clintons are, how many you know hundreds of, hundreds of people that they're that they've killed, um, that were close to them, bodyguards to them, and so on. If you haven't seen that in the video, look it up. Just I think type in body count Hillary Clinton the Clinton's body count, and uh, one of them is really good. I think it's up to two hundred forty something. That they weren't counting the bodies in Waco. I have not forgotten that, and no American should forget that. And that's kind of what I see happening up there on the oil pipeline thing um is that you have the national guard uh i have reports that they uh, you can't go to sleep at night because the helicopter's flying over continuously hacksaw ridge thank you very much uh okay so um law fan is saying watch hacksaw ridge okay thank you law fan so there's a lot of disturbing things sometimes it's a good idea for me not to to know about this stuff because i get really fired up i mean i want to I just, I, I want to, you know, get on the plane and go up there and, and, and quote, unquote, uh, do something about it, you know, um, something real. Uh, because so far as I'm concerned, when these people do not abide by the civil laws, then we have no choice but to go back to na- uh, the laws of nature. And the laws of nature are uh, kill or be killed. And I don't understand why they won't hire people. Um, you know, there's, there's mercenaries out there that um and probably a lot of the mercenaries would almost volunteer if they just you know had a place to stay uh you know um you know in foodie uh obviously some of them that only do it for the money no but it seems to me it could be you know a medium ground there and hire some mercenaries and have them stand stand watch and do it and let, let's just say do what they do you know we got black ops all over the place why not let these guys do something for the people, for once, and do what they what what they do so well, because I understand that some people, three people, were were stopped by cops with their badges covered on snowmobiles. They broke the windows in, dragged the people out of the truck, and beat the crap out of them and left them for dead in the snow. You know um, that that's that's so criminal. It's not even funny. And I I personally don't have a problem hiring people uh to do what they do to make sure they send the message that we won't tolerate this i still don't understand why a lot of these judges haven't been taken out. It used to be that if if judges were bad or other public servants were bad they take them out and tar and feather them and walk them down the street in disgrace and the people need to start standing up you know uh that's my opinion um I, i'm a peaceful man i like to be peaceful um I'm not. I'm not allowed to kill in this lifetime. Uh, it's just something that that I, my creator has made abundantly clear to me. And there's been many miracles that have saved my life when I you know, the only way out uh, appeared to be to take out the person in front of me. Or I was gonna, you know, they were gonna take me out. But you know, miracles do happen. So anyway, I, I don't. There's things I don't understand, and you know, I just have to go with the wisdom of of my creator first and let that play out but um people i think need to know and i think the more that people do on that uh the more they bring it into the main media the more that they send letters um the more that they make an objection and i see no reason not to go meet with these people i intend that part of my letter is say i want to meet with you so we'll we'll see what happens but there's some stuff going on we can do things about and it is after all the public it is the people that have the power um and not just a bitch moan and complain but get educated learn the law start bringing suits against them and start charging these people that's what we have a 42 1983-4 that is so that the people when the prosecutors fail to prosecute you also have rico if you want to use that um and recently i've seen um this case in fact i was looking at um the recording of um was about a 42-1983, and they came in as a member of a class, not a class action, but a member as members. There were like three people, I believe, that were, were bringing the 42, and they and they were coming in as members of a class. So I think that's uh, an interesting way of looking at it. And I've since looked at, again, Maryland. I've seen that there are a couple cases that have worked when they people come in as a member of a class, it was like 200 and some, um, well, bank what HDL bank or whatever it was that uh, they weren't dismissed, but they withdrew them um, because a, a member of a class because they were caught red-handed uh, doing things improperly, and so they so there, there's some interesting little pointers. I don't want to get into too much legalese tonight until somebody wants to ask. Uh, again, I'm going to say the, the same thing I said la- the, last week, two weeks ago, that I believe the common law stuff is very much alive. It's still there, um, but I believe that people are not uh, approaching it the right way. It's the foundation, as Steve says, it's actually that's what was that was you know what was put into the 42, 1983, 18 USC, into those codes, is the common law stuff. I mean, how much more common law can you get than where it says if two more persons conspire to injure, oppress, threaten, or intimidate any inhabitant in any state, territory, commonwealth, or district in the free exercise or enjoyment of any right or privilege secured by the Constitution or laws of the United States? So to me, that's, man, I don't know how much, you know, how much more common law you can get there. Um. No, agreed. Uh, you're not obligated to understand it, except for one thing. You, At least in this country, and I believe around the world, um, we create government. So it's our creation. In fact, in the unanimous declaration of in, uh, what you know as the unanimous declaration of independence, it clearly says, but when a long train of usurpations... Uh, um, but when a long train of usurpations has invented... Gosh... I lost the word. There's another word. Not it, it's like violation, breach, breaches. Anyway, um, events are designed to bring them up, uh, bring them under absolute despotism, which is control. It is the right, comma. It is the duty. And when I saw that other people to throw off that government institute new guards for their future security, when I read that, I was like, wait a minute, why is it our duty? And I did a whole show on that, and I'll just mention it real quickly because uh, truth knowledge sounds like you're very intelligent, and I appreciate you, what you're putting up there, Um, that um, um, because it's our creation, and when that creation gets out of hand, these are our agents. We are the principles, and as the principles, we are ultimately liable for what they do. Just as I said, you don't want to go after the cop who did the action. You want to go after his boss. You want to go after the entity which is supposed to manage him, the principal. Who's the principal of, of that that man who did the thing who holds the office? Because they're ultimately responsible for, for governing. That's what it means, to govern, meant to be governed, government. And they're failing to do that. And the experience has shown that when you do a 42 properly or you bring an action, any kind of action, even a suit, uh, things do go downhill, that they end up on the street, they don't have it yet, because when you sue them for enough, they they can't be bonded anymore. You know, people say, go after the bonds. You don't go after the bonds, it's their bond. It's not yours. But when you sue them successfully for 100000 or a $1 million, then they're going to have to use that bond. So that's a ding against it. And guess what? The bonding company does not bond people where they have to pay out. So um, that's why, you know, that whole thing about going after their bond was a failure from the get-go, and it was it was a um, controlled opposition. It was designed specifically for people to, naively, to go after the bond. You don't do that. Now, you can report to the bonding company. That's a different thing. You can let them know, and you should let them know, hey, here's a suit that I'm bringing against one of the people that you're bonding. Or one of the persons that you're bonding, and they and the and that bonding company will be alerted very quickly. And if they see if you let them know, which is not going after the bond, which gets people in jail, but if you inform the bonding company of infractions, truck that apparently makes a big difference. And I, the first time I ever called, I was amazed, I thought they'd be resistant, they were very interested. They are bonding them to ensure that they don't do anything outside of their office. So when you let the insurance company know you can show them sufficient evidence that you could and you have the ability to bring a suit if you could find an honest court out there, that the bonding company don't know that these courts are dishonest, all they do is look at the facts and go, oh, holy crap, this guy's a huge risk. You see what I'm getting at? So look at it from the bonding company's point of view, and they will drop the, they will drop the bond. They'll withdraw and say, no, we're not, we're not bonding you anymore. So now they got a, you know, a big problem. You have three strikes and they're no longer bonded. Yeah. So use the tools that we have.
4: <laughs>
1: a lot of their point, they cannot say it's just my job. That's right, because they won't have a job. Control mind, government control mind. I switched around. I said meant to be controlled. See, I look at it the other way. That those that are in government, those that are in government in those positions that were created are meant to be governed, and they're meant to be governed by the people. That's what I'm getting at. Everyone's trying to escape, run away, put a Band-Aid, find a a quick, simple solution, a magic bullet, a magic spell. I'm coming up with the one today as in a conversation, uh, and and I heard it, even though it's not what he said, but I heard it, magic spell. Everyone is looking for a magic spell to make them go away, to stop what they're doing. And I don't see that as a solution, you know, um, unless you make them go away. Uh, in every, you know, in in the literal sense, that might be useful. Which is another pet peeve of mine. If you going to go around and kill a bunch of people and then commit suicide, if that's your, if that's your your thing that you want to do, at least do some homework and make sure you take out some asshole with you. You know, make the world a better place. Make your death have a meaning. But killing innocent people. And even there are innocent police officers out there too. There's a lot of people out there doing doing the best that they can do. So it's it's not all of them. Um, and people who know uh, Mike Golden, who I took over, you know his, his 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 show and have his website, which is the American Reconstruction Project. A lot of good stuff on there still. I want to put some more on there. And get re up. But he was vehemently against cops, and then after a while. Um, some cops started coming up and saying, hey, we don't like it either, but we're trapped. And he ended up, and that's why I believe they killed him, was that because he became a coagulant. He was, the people were, the cops were coming, the police officers and other people were actually coming to his show, and that they he, he became a, 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 a place where they could come. So, you know, there's, recognize that too. Every man, whether he wears a uniform or not, deserves due process as well. But just because they're wearing a uniform doesn't make them guilty either. And I, uh, uh, you know, um, state that out. Um. Anyway, so, here's a fascinating thing. When we were waiting for that three hours in the which it rained on and off, um, uh, I was placed next to a gentleman who is very high up in the military and um, he listened for the whole two and a half to three hours um, that I was there, and intently listened. And um, I'm going to send him uh, information and so on, because he was very concerned and had no knowledge of any of this stuff. He was he was a, he was aghast, in fact. And I also found it very interesting that um, very quietly his wife was in the background there praying the whole time, uh, and you know, so it was really nice to be around people that were dedicated and quiet, um, quietly dedicated and in prayer without, you know, without, you know, handing out flyers and trying to impose their religion on anyone. So it was really a very, very, very different experiment, experience. Um, I know and I watched a video about the idiots that were protesting and I think it was really fascinating. They would, they blocked the entryway to the uh, to the bikers that came there And they were Black Lives Matter, and there was like only two black people there, which was just fascinating to me. Um, And I, of course, wrote a little smart ass comment at the bottom of the video. I said, Yeah, uh, black lives do matter. Why don't you tell the blacks that? (laughs) You know, because black on black is, is, um, you know, really, really one of the highest crimes out there. So I just thought that was fascinating. Um, and I, I really don't care what, what the color of your skin is. If you want to call yourself black even, that's fine. Um, whatever, you can call you anything you want. You know, what do they say? You call me anything you want. Just don't call me late for dinner. So <laughs> I found that interesting. So Law Fain, you want to? we were having a kind of a conversation. You want to pick that up or somebody else want to pick up and throw their five cents worth in here? It's going to be an open show until somebody... Um, either on the board, if I see anything on the board so far, it's been very helpful, very, very informative, and um, no nastiness. So, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And as you know, I will shut it down because I just, this has got to be a pleasant experience, or I'm just not going to do it anymore. So, who wants to say something? We've got, Law Fan, you want to say something? How's your headache doing? Did you try that pressure point?
3: Uh no, nah, it's it's still there. <laughs> and did you try the pressure point thing, or have you been
1: busy typing? Uh
3: yeah, typing, but um, so sometimes coffee takes my take away. So. Oh okay. Yeah, I might right. go and make one.
1: All right, do that then. We'll we'll hold up, and wait a couple minutes for you.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know that won't happen because I don't like dead time. I'm sorry, but I used to do a radio show, and if there was a millisecond of dead time, man, I got. You know the 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 the, the uh, what do you call it the the poop eye or whatever they call it you know that look
3: you know oh it's so. good you can uh, like keep keep the flow you know like keep the information coming it's good thank you sir I appreciate
4: that Eric seventy seven how you doing tonight brother don't act like you're not there I see you on the board.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't talk right now there. I'm climbing a hill.
1: Alright, good enough. Uh Texas, I see you on the board. Um identify yourself if you would or what you'd like us to refer to you as and do
4: you have anything to contribute, questions to ask or otherwise? Maybe he doesn't know what's going on here. Yeah, I'm going, mute you. I'm going to mute you and then unmute you so you know I'm
1: talking to you. Okay, I muted you and unmuted you. Eric, are you there?
2: You want to talk to me? Yeah, uh, you
1: got anything to say? You got anything to share with us? You got any questions? You want to open up a discussion? What? Come on, it's a free night tonight.
2: Yeah, I'm uh, climbing a mountain. One second. I got a, a
1: two ads here. All right, well, let me know when you get to the top and plant your flag, okay? <laughs> All right. Uh Texas. I'll mute you and unmute you so you know I'm talking to you. Are you climbing a mountain too or are you just mounting?
4: Yeah, I'm sure
3: I'm sure that's phase one.
4: Oh, okay. Good thing then.
1: Um Southwest Pennsylvania. Thank you. I'll meet you, and i so. And then, of course, Northern Virginia, I think that is going to be
4: Shay. Is that Shay? All right. Well, good enough, then.
1: Uh, I guess I'll ramble on about a few other things. Um, And instead of rambling, I think what I do is read a little bit because I think there's some important documents or important things that we need to know about. Where was I on that case law? Where was I? Not case law, I'm sorry, supporting cases. It was really fascinating because I was having a discussion about the concept of Article 3, Section 2, I believe it was, um, where it says that in any case where a state is party to the action that the um, the Supreme Court has original jurisdiction. And this is after about an hour and a half of me trying to present my point of view and kind of getting argued on it. Um, and let's see if I can find it here. This problem is I have probably about 150 or more tabs open, I'm sorry. It may take me a little while. Oh, where was it? And it was fascinating because this particular case, um, okay, I know what those are, that's not it. Those particular cases uh, that, or that we're reading actually use the same quotes that I just used a minute before, and, uh, oh, I have them in Word. Oh, thank God. Okay, let's look here. Here it is. And we also found where they were changing it. So let me go to the part that I think is really, really powerful that I spout all the time. You guys have heard me. Now I've got it. It's really fascinating because here it is. Uh, this is from court. The case is, let me look it up for you real quick for those who are interested and want to do their homework, which you need to do. It is 14 U.S. 304 from 1816 and it is Martin v. Hunter, Lisey. It's Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N versus Hunter, H-U-N-T-E-R's Lisey, L-E-S-S-E-E, Supreme Court, United States, 1816. Uh, let me see. I'm going to go down. I'm going to read you. There's a, it's a really great case anyway, although I have not finished. I'm seeing I'm starting to Get away from this original statement. So I'm a little disturbed about that. But for now, this statement is still here, and I'm going to use it at some point, and I'm going to use it now because it's what I'm spouting all the time. Uh, yeah, I've seen, Dave, I just want to make a comment about that. I've, I've done the David Windmill, and not all of it, but it's amazing stuff, but at the same time, he hasn't followed through and he hasn't completed the things that he says he's done. I haven't seen evidence of it and I haven't seen where it's actually working in the way that he says it does. So um, unfortunately, um, I had to you know, walk away from that and it's so arduous in the first place. Let me read this to you. Here we go. The Constitution of the United States was ordained and established not by the states in their sovereign capacities but emphatically as the preamble of the Constitution declares by, quote, the people of the United States, end quote. There can be no doubt that it was competent to the people to invest the general government with all the powers which they might deem proper and necessary to extend or restrain these powers according to their own good pleasure and to give them a paramount and supreme authority as little doubt can there be that the people had a right to prohibit to the states the exercise of any powers which were, in their judgment, incompatible with the objects of the general compact to make the powers of the state governments in given cases subordinate to those of the the nation or to reserve to themselves those sovereign authorities which they might not choose to delegate to either one. I put the one in there, it says either. What is that saying? Let's break it down for a quick second if anyone didn't understand that. it's saying that three times it's the people okay let's let me, i gonna mean, now okay, I read it through now I'm going to read it through again and break it down because this seems to be what needs to be done. The Constitution of the United States was ordained and established not by the states in their sovereign capacity but emphatically, as the preamble of the Constitution declares, by, quote, the people of the United States, end quote. There can be no doubt uh, somebody is making noise there. Can you mute yourself out, please? There can be no doubt, no doubt. Shall I say it one more time? No doubt that it was, it, it was competent to the people in other words, the people were competent. They were competent now, they're competent. They're, they, they were competent then, they're competent now. So the people to invest the general government with all the powers which they might deem proper and necessary. There you go with Carl Lynch's stuff, proper and necessary. Semicolon.
3: To extend or
1: restrain these powers according to their own. Listen to this term, I love it, good pleasure. So when I talk about people's happiness, there you have it, it's the pleasure. They serve us. Those offices were created at our pleasure, and those that hold those offices hold those offices at our pleasure, comma. And to give them a paramount and supreme authority. So we gave them paramount and supreme authority over who? Over what? Over the government, not over the people. As little doubt can there be that the people had a right to prohibit to the states the exercise of any power which were in their judgment, whose judgment? The people's judgment, incompatible with the objects of the general compact, which is the Constitution was a general compact, United States, states united together, semicolon, to make the powers of the state government in given cases, subordinate to those of the nation or to reserve to themselves. I'm going to have to mute. Somebody's making a little bit too much noise there, so i just mute the board here. Boink. Boink. Let's see if that did. If I hear the noise again, I'll re- do the other two. Let's so see, Texas. I think Texas is probably one one there, too. Well, no. all right, where was I? As little doubt there can be that the people had a right to prohibit the states the to the states the exercise of any powers which were in their judgment incompatible with the objects of the general compact semicolon to make the powers of the state governments in given cases subordinate to those of the note of the nation or to reserve to themselves those sovereign authorities sovereign authorities sovereign authorities which they might choose to delegate choose not to dele- delegate to either the state or the the uh, United States uh, co- corporation which is there as as oversight now I've mentioned this in a different way. I said it's quite clear. If you look at Article 10, Article 10 says the following. The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, which was written by the people, nor prohibited by it to the several states, clearly saying what they just said,
4: is reserved to the states respectively or to the people. So they're saying it another way here. This is a court speaking here. I've said this before. If there's
1: restrictions. If you go look at the even the 14th, which most people don't like, no state shall make or enforce. Look at the uh, look at the 13th. Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude shall exist. Look at and and let's go to our, uh, let's go to the, the ninth. I call them the Articles of the Bill of Rights. Look at the ninth. The uh, the rights excuse me, the enumeration of certain rights in the Constitution shall not be misconstrued to deny or disparage others reserved by the people. it clearly tells you here and in this case and in the Constitution that the power is in the hands of the people. That's why I'm saying we need to step up. That is the solution. Not a band-aid going to the root of the problem. All right, you guys are having a conversation on your own again. I see Jeffrey's back to his old stuff, so I'm going to have to mute the board.
4: Uh, let me see here. Block the chat. Okie dokie. All right, so the chat's now blocked. It should be blocked. Um, so let me continue here.
1: Uh, let me repeat that one because I kind of butchered the sentence, or to reserve to themselves those sovereign authorities which they might not choose to delegate to either, either the United States or the separate, separate states, several states. Several, by the way, I used to think several was, I thought you, you had a few, you had two, you had a few, and then you had several. That's how I, it was used when I was growing up, but apparently several in used in this manner means singular or separate states. Interesting. The Constitution was not, therefore, necessarily carved out of the existing state sovereignties, nor a surrender of powers already existing in state institutions, for the powers of the states depend upon their own constitutions, and the people of every state had the right to modify and restrain them according to their own views of policy or principle, making it now quadruply clear who is in charge, even in the state. On the other hand, it is perfectly clear that the sovereign powers vested in the state governments by their respective constitutions remain unaltered and unimpaired, except for as they were granted to the government of the United States. So, reiterating exactly what was said, the powers not delegated to the United States, nor by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to the several states is reserved to the states respectively or to the people that created the state. Um, I'll read a little bit more. uh, These deductions do not rest upon general reasoning, plain and obvious as they seem to be. They have been positively recognized by one of the articles in Amendments of the Constitution which declares that, quote, the power is not... Oh, there we are that the power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to the states, and I thought they would said several states in the actual original, hmm. are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. And with that, I am going to pull up the Constitution and see if I quote it incorrectly or they quote it incorrectly. And that is going to be in the Bill of Rights, Article 10. Article 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10. No. You can finally, read it. The powers that are not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. Okay. I thought it said, I had thought I had the word several in there. See? Close, but no booby prize, but close enough. Probably better than most of you guys. Um, oh, while we're at it, let me go ahead and pull up the one. Make sure I didn't misquote um, Article Nine. Uh, the enumeration in the oh, yeah, I had it wrong. The enumeration in the Constitution, comma, of certain rights, comma, shall not be construed. And I had misconstrued. Shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. Uh, pretty much very close, but it's interesting how I changed it around slightly. I said the enumeration of certain rights in the Constitution shall not be misconstrued to deny. So it's interesting how I switched it around. I wonder if it's more accurate one way or the other. But the the intent is clearly there. It's the same thing. I just like to be more precise. Uh, Where was I here? Okay, going back to this case here. The government then of the United States can claim no powers which are not granted to it by the Constitution. Let me repeat that one more time. The government, then, of the United States cannot... uh, uh, Okay, I said cannot. Sorry, I I got distracted with the board. (laughs) The government, then, of the United States, comma, can claim no powers which are not granted to it by the Constitution and the powers actually granted, must be such as are expressly given or given by necessary implication. On the other hand, this instrument, like every other grant, is to have a reasonable construction according to the import of its terms, and where a power is expressly given in general terms, it is not to be restrained by particular cases unless that construction grow out of the context expressly or by necessary implication. The words are to be taken in their natural and obvious sense and not in a sense unreasonably restricted or enlarged. Now, this is very, very important because you can say the same thing about the United about the each and every state is subject to its constitution. This goes right back to what I've been uh, talking about in Hale versus Hinkle. Where it clearly states that they uh, that, uh, that that um, corporations on the other hand are are creations of the state. Let me go ahead and pull that case law real fast. I mean supporting cases. If I have it here, Hale versus It's so funny because I was quoting it to to Deborah the other night and she said, "I'm just going to you, are quoting that case." I'm like, "Well, it's a damn good case." <laughs> And I know some other people said it on here. I think faith that, oh, I'm already quoting it or saying the same thing. Well, you know, here's the thing. How many times does it have to be said? How many times does it have to be read before it finally sinks in? That's my response to that. If you don't get it, then I guess you have to keep getting it repeated over and over and over again. And I already get it, and I don't mind it being repeated. So those that mind it being repeated leads me to believe that they don't want to abide by it or they don't agree with it. Um, and yet there it is in writing but they don't like it which makes no sense to me I don't have it up but guess what I'm going to do because I'm so smart alright I'm going to pull it up because I can find it uh, there's a new computer so I'm loading up different cases alright where is Hale versus Inc? do I not have it here
4: oh my
2: god
1: we got here forty-two. It should
4: be under Hale versus Enkel. Supreme Court rulings updated. Wow, this is weird. That is so
1: weird. Like I you, I, I, you know, I thought I had that case here.
4: See what's happening here? No fault of the zone. Uh, those are my comments. Okay,
1: now here's case Let me find it. There it is. I knew you were there somewhere. Hale versus Hinkle, my favorite one. Here we go. And of course, we roll down, scroll down to page seventy-four, seventy-five.
4: Is way down here. find it. Here we are. Which on the Word
1: document is page twelve of twenty-one. We. I'm going to read the whole thing again that it's worthwhile. If it wasn't worthwhile, I wouldn't read it. We are of the opinion that there is a clear distinction in this particular between an individual and a corporation, and that the latter corporation has no right to refuse to submit its books and papers for an examination at the suit of the state, because the state is sovereign in respect to the corporation because it was the power of the state which was granted by the sovereign people, so the people are sovereign in regard to the state, but the state is sovereign in regard to its creation. You see how simple this is. Keep laying it down. The individual may stand upon his constitutional rights as a citizen, and we have a different definition of what citizen is, and that can be neither here nor there. At this point, we're not going to argue. Back then, I believe it was a compliment. It's not. It's been misconstrued and and. And completely taken out of context and misused. So, take it in the time period that this was done. This case was written. See if I can find it. I believe was 1918. Excuse me, 1906. So it was very, still pretty early. Uh, It was certainly before 1913, which was the when the Federal Reserve Act was unlawfully in place and that's when all this corruption began. Um, He owes no duty to the state or to his neighbors to divulge his business we repeat that. He owes. In fact, I'm going to back up again. The individual may stand upon his, now they use the constitutional right, but I use the rights. We already have these rights because the Constitution doesn't give you any rights. What they're saying is that these are rights that are secured by the Constitution. Go back to the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America, and you find it, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, Okay, so that's what they're talking about. He is entitled to carry on his private business in his own way. He is entitled to carry on his private business, whether you're traveling down the road or whether you're making something, whether you're building your house or whether you're making a garden or whatever you're doing, once again, so long as you don't trespass on somebody else. We'll get there. He is entitled to carry on his private business in his own way, period. That's a whole complete sentence. His power to contract is unlimited, period. A complete statement. He owes no duty to the state or to his neighbors to divulge his business, comma, or to open his doors to an investigation, comma, so far as it may tend to criminate him, Period. He owes no duty to the state, excuse me, he owes no such duty to the state, which is to open his doors or anything else to investigation, right, since he receives nothing there from beyond the protections of his life and property. Now, why is that so important? Because what I've been hammering down, if you are not an entity of the state, a corporate entity, an LLC, which is the same thing you see uh, as defined in person, most of your statutes and codes, and I use the one in the tax code because that's the one that's no most prominent, um, and I use the Oklahoma one because it's the one I'm most familiar with. Uh, Fidicci, Limited Liability Company Trust, uh, Corporation and any Municipal Subdivision of the State. So basically, I will make a general statement that if it's not a creation of the state, which means what? If you cannot find it, and you cannot find its DBA, it's doing business as name, At the secretary of state's office then it's a good chance that it doesn't exist in law if it doesn't exist in law then it cannot sue and it cannot be sued you see that you see how that's going so what is it that's being sued why are you as a man coming into court and standing there and being prosecuted because you haven't challenged and you haven't let them know you haven't quote corrected the record and I have a new one, Oh, I'm glad we came here because somebody sent this on another group uh, room, where somebody has put out this concept and it says it's working in most cases, except for where people really are criminals doing criminal things. And what you do is you hand write with a proper um, the header, the way you're supposed to when you do uh, a case, just like you normally would, with a case caption. And then you, you what you do is you come in, uh, you are making a special appearance as man. So you give the proper name, and you come in as a special appearance as man. And what I am being told is that when you do that, the other one goes away. Because what you're showing is that that name is already being used in the upper and lower case, and there is a proper man attached to it, and that there's no fi- fictional entity. So it's really interesting that when you do that, you make an appearance uh, in the proper format and as as a man, and you can't appear as both. So the other one has to go away. I thought that was fascinating. And that's probably right down the alley of most people who uh, love this common law stuff. Uh, So I I don't see anyone else putting that out. I think it's a wonderful idea, and we can talk about it if you guys want to do research on that. Um, and then, you know, next week we could do, do a show on that if you want to, because I think it's worthwhile investigating. I don't have time to investigate it right now. I'm sorry. I can only share with you that it's out there. It's, a, it's available and it makes a lot of sense to me or I wouldn't put it out there and I do not believe it will harm you. Um, uh, where was I? His rights are such as existed by the law of the land long antecedent or prior to the organization of the state and can only be taken from him by due process of law and in accordance with the Constitution. Now, what does that tell you? It tells you that if you're in a state court, you have the right to due process of law, and even that has to be in accordance with the Constitution because that is the supreme law of the land. And how do we know this? Let's go back to Article 6. Which I'm now going to read instead of from memory. Hold on, let me find it. As I believe it says, this constitutional law shall be made, and the treaties that should, uh, oh, the laws that should be made in pursuance thereof, and the treaties that shall be made under the authority of the United States shall be the supreme law of the land. And hold on a minute, let me find it. Uh, so, being involved, in, and the judges in every state shall be bound thereby. Any space. Capital T H I N G thing in the constitutional laws of any state to the contrary, notwithstanding. Let me go find out how well I did. I've got to go way back up here again. Here we are here. Article 6, Section 2. This Constitution and the laws of the United States, which shall be made in pursuance thereof, semicolon, and all treaties made or which shall be made under the authority of the United States, shall be the supreme law of the land, semicolon, and the judges in every state shall be bound thereby. Any thing in the Constitution or laws of any state, to the contrary, notwithstanding. Wow, I think I nailed that one. And then it goes on. So that's very clear. Anything in the Constitution or laws of any state to the contrary, there is your binding. There is the thing that prohibits that is binding upon the state, the states themselves, a the state constitution, the laws of the states. This is prohibited. That which is prohibited by the Constitution upon the states. Going back to Article Ten, the power is not delegated to the United States, nor prohi- by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the several states is reserved for the states respectively or to the people. So there you have it. It all works together. There's a beauty about it. The more you read, the more you find that, hey, this stuff all fits together. It all makes a lot of sense. Um, and I want to continue just because it's my favorite quote. The senators and representatives before mentioned and the members of the several state legislatures and all executive and judicial officers, both of the United States and of the several states shall be bound by oath or affirmation to support this Constitution. But no religious test will ever be required as a qualification to any office of public trust under the United States. So, office or public trust. So, uh, let me go back. Ding ding, 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 So you see, for me, this is like happy land. This is like candy. This is a, it's confirming everything I've been sharing with you guys all this time. And here it is. In this court, in this in these court case in these court cases, which are from the Supreme Court, which have not been overturned, and they've been quoted many, many times, continuing, and in accordance with the Constitution. So when they're not providing you um, all, you know, due process of law, equal protection of the law, and so on, it's not in accordance with the Constitution, is it? Now, I wanted to mention one other here too, because this is very interesting. Article 4 is another one I find very powerful. Article 4, let me go and get it. Article 4, full faith and credit. And the reason I'm bringing Article 4 up is because we're finding in these courts that the clerks are uh, corrupting the record. And this is a a crime that's causal of the court of the United States. So let me allow the chat now that the shows are gone. Um, and and here here is why it's, uh, these are crimes that are constant in the United States. We just said in, in in accordance with the Constitution. But let me read Article Four: Full faith and credit shall be given in each state to the public acts, records, and judicial proceedings of every other state. And the Congress, there you go, the delegation of power. The people delegated this power to Congress. And the Congress may, by general laws, so it tells you Congress has the power to create laws, prescribe the manner in which such acts, records, and proceedings shall be proved and the effect thereof. As far as the states are concerned, if one state, such as the Glasky case in California, says that, Um, that an instrument is void and then every other state is supposed to accept that as true because that's one of the records that they have, the the proceedings. And it makes sense because what the United States Constitution said
4: is basically the rights you have in several states, you have in all states. And I believe that we will find what I just said. And reminding again that the Constitution
1: was written at a time where citizens meant what it meant and not what, it, what we misconstrued it to mean now. The citizens of each state shall be entitled to all privileges and immunities of citizens in several states.
4: Several again means other states, singular states. Uh, no person. I just read another one. The article, section three. No person
1: held to service or labor in one state under the laws thereof. Of, okay, that's escaping. That's not what I wanted. I'm sorry. That's subsection three. Um, section three. Uh, I power to dispose and make of all needed rules, regulations, respect and territories. Guaranteed to every state in the union. Okay, here's what I love. Section four. The United States shall guarantee to every state in this union. A Republican form of government now that's an obligation of the United States and shall protect each of them against invasion well we've been invaded haven't we so that's why I go to the United States and hold them accountable and say hey you are guaranteeing you have an obligation to guarantee and we've been invaded and you need to drive the, the invaders out which as far as I'm concerned begins with the Bar Association and on application of the legislature or of the executive when the legislature cannot be convened mm-hmm. against domestic violence. And that's what we have going
4: on up there in um, uh, where the pipeline is. Moving on. Okay, Uh, among his right.
1: okay, in accordance with the Constitution, among his rights, among all his rights, are a refusal to incriminate himself and the immunity of himself and his property from arrest or seizure except under a warrant of the law. Now, I want people to really suck that one in there and breathe it and breathe And we, the people, need to breathe life into this because this is so profound. I mean, this is exactly, if you're traveling down the road and they stop you, have they not seized you? When you go to court and you're corralled in those little ropes on posts, have they not effectively seized you? They seize you first and then they search. They seize the area. They put cops all around your house first. That's, the, that's, that's a siege. That's what it means. They have raised, laid a siege to your house, to your property, to you. When they have cops all around you, they've effectively stopped your freedom of movement. You would have been arrested without a warrant if they don't have a warrant, and it says right here, among all these other rights, are refuse the criminal sale, and the immunity. We are immune, himself and his property, from arrest or seizure, except under warrant of the law, which that warrant, if you remember, must be supported by an affidavit, clearly specifying the place to be searched, the place. That means specifically the place that to be searched and the exact things to be seized. So if somebody doesn't have firsthand knowledge, that you've got uh, something in in your possession, in order to and and, and that they're a, a believable believable. They got no bit. They cannot support it. They cannot write down and sign something in an affidavit saying, "Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen that knife.
4: I've seen that weapon that was used to kill somebody. I've seen you know whatever it is." And then it has to and, then, and 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 there they it has to clearly describe, you know, where it is. It's in the kitchen
1: drawer, it's in the filing cabinet. They can't take your whole damn computer looking for one file. After all, they didn't do that with Hillary, did they? Look at what they did with Hillary. They actually requested her to bring forth the stuff. What the hell is that about? Why are they sitting there putting out a court order to preserve uh, uh that which is evidence in investigation upon Which you and I, they would have surrounded the house and taken everything you had in your house. Clearly, we don't have equal application of the law, do we?
4: And that is a problem. And the people need to do something about it. (laughs) Law fan says you have freedom of movement put out by the Bill of Rights, but it's going to
1: cost you. Yeah, that's exactly. We got a protection racket going on here the bill of rights cute 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 um all right uh a warrant of the law period that's one statement one more time among his rights are a refusal to incriminate himself and the immunity of himself and his property from arrest or seizure except under a warrant of the law period one sentence he owes nothing to the public so it says he owes nothing to the state he owes now, saying he owes nothing to the public so long as he does not trespass upon their rights. What is the one law according to this? What is the one law that we live by? What is the one restriction that we have? Again, go to the Constitution, the state constitutions, and you will, and even the statutes and codes, you will not find any prohibition against the people. There is no restriction on the people that I have found except, well, 18 U.S.C. 242. Anyone who, under colored law, well, wait a minute, there we go again. It would probably be one of the uh, officials. Now, technically speaking, in this case, on this I've read, that it can be a private man as well. You can use 242. If they're an accessory, if they aid in somebody who is an officer of the state, under 421983. there's a whole section on that, where somebody, a private individual, can be um, charged under 421983 even though they're not holding a position or an officer, if they if they participated in an integral way, but that the, the reason I mention that is because it clearly tells you that generally speaking, a forty two nineteen eighty three cannot it, it, no not generally but specifically cannot be used against an individual. What is an individual in this case is one of the people, somebody who is not a person, somebody who is not a servant or holds a position or office. You see, it, it becomes clear every time I do this. Over and over and over again. It's more and more confirms what I've been saying. It's not craziness here. So, the one thing that we live under is we shall not trespass upon anyone
4: else's rights. That's it. That confirms again that the unanimous Declaration of Independence,
1: what it says, that the government was created to do what? Not to, not to in, inhibit the people. Not to tell the people what to do, but to secure our rights. That's the reason it was created. We have a conscience. We are already endowed with a conscience to govern ourselves. That's what it means to self-govern. We govern ourselves. But corporate entities and governments tend to, tend to have problems with governing themselves, so we have to put restrictions on them.
4: Let's go back to that other case again, because I think they said it so succinctly. It's worth repeating. And and, and trust me, I don't mind going over this a thousand times
1: because the more that we read it, the more we have understanding, the more we can stand on and really what it comes down to, the more we are deprogramming ourselves. During the conversation that I had with Deborah, as much as she's been fighting them and so on, she could not conceive of people not having a license. She could not conceive in her mind that there not being statutes and laws to govern people. I had a wonderful conversation today Justin about that that it's because people are not spiritually aware because they've been brainwashed that they don't trust themselves they don't trust their neighbors they don't believe that that we can do without rules and statutes and codes they don't apply to us they can't apply to us and the people cannot imagine that they cannot imagine not having laws and when i tell them like i've been in many places in the world that don't have laws she was incredulous you're telling me you've been in places where they don't have any police, they don't have any laws, they don't have any government. I said, yes, I am,
4: and it works beautifully. So let me read this, let me read this case long again,
1: so that it becomes very clear. The Constitution of the United States was ordained and established not by the states or their, uh, in their sovereign capacities, but emphatically as the preamble of the Constitution declares by the people of the united states there can be no doubt that it was competent that the people competent to invest the general government with all the powers which they might deem proper and necessary to extend or restrain those powers according to their good pleasure and to give them a paramount supreme authority over what not over the people can't do it again I cannot tell you what to do, you cannot tell me what to do, and nobody else can tell anyone else what to do. So zero times a million, if you have a million people, we don't have the power to impose on other people, to trespass on them, to tell them what to do, trespassing upon their rights, restricting their rights. We cannot make that which we have a right. You cannot make a right, uh, regulate, you cannot regulate a right. All these case laws are out there. It is a right to freely travel. It is a right, as we just said, to be secure in your personal house, paper, and a pet. You can't sit there and put a license on it. You can't sit there and say that you have to register your car or anything else or have it licensed. All of that is bullshit. I don't know how else to say it. It's just bullshit. Here we have case another case, which is clearly uh, stating it out here. To extend or restrain these powers according to their own good pleasure and to give them a paramount and supreme authority, as little doubt can there be that the people had a right to prohibit the states to exercise of any powers which were, in their judgment, incompatible with the objects of the general compact. Now, what are they saying? The general compact means the Constitution. So they are clearly defining that the people have the right and the power to restrict the states and the state sovereignty in accordance with the Constitution to restrict those powers which were, in their judgment, incompatible with the objects of the general contract, to make the powers of the state government in given cases subordinate to those of the nation, or to reserve to themselves those sovereign authorities which they might not choose to delegate to either. What? We have authority we have sovereign authority so the states it's clearly de- says what the power is not delegated to the states by the people they don't have the people reserve it to themselves the constitution was not therefore necessarily carved out of the existing state sovereignty so they're selling telling you right there the states the constitution was not created out of the sovereignty of the states it was the people nor a surrender of power already existing in the state institution for the powers of the states depend upon their own constitution. Again, reiterating what I just said, and the people of every state had the right to modify and restrain them. Same thing that goes. The people created the United States Constitution and people of the the several states created their own state constitution, and the same thing goes. They restrict the powers, they grant the powers according to their own views of, of policy or principle. On the other hand, it is perfectly clear that the sovereign powers vested in the state government by their respective constitutions remained unaltered and unimpaired except so far as they were granted to the government of the United States to restrict them. I put the to restrict them there. Going back, Hill versus Hickel. Upon the other hand, here we go, we were just talking about the individual, the men, the people, the citizens, whatever you want to call right there, that their powers to contract are unlimited, that his rights existed long before the creation of the state and they cannot be taken except by due process of law and in accordance with the Constitution, among his rights are right to refusal of incrimination and the immunity of his property from arrest himself or his property from arrest or seizure except under warrant of law. And he owes nothing to the public you don't have to act in any particular way. You don't have to wear any particular clothes. You don't have to refrain from doing anything so long as it does not trespass upon others' rights. And that's why I believe that there is, that the smoking ban in public places, I thought was the one, one damn rule, that, or one law that we have that was viable because secondhand smoke causes harm to other people. You want to smoke pot? Smoke pot. Just don't blow it in my direction because it has... Te- it has uh, chemicals in it, and it has tar nicotines in it. You want to you, you want to, do a vapor? I'm fine. Whatever it is you want to do, you have the right to do. I don't have the right to tell you that you can't, and neither does. If I don't have that right, there's no way we could have delegated that power or, or authority to the states or to the United States. See, it becomes real simple. Everything I've been saying all the time is so beautiful. I love it when I find cases that support it. So here we are, upon the other hand, now we're gonna talk about the corporation. Upon the other hand, the corporation is a creature of the state. Upon the other hand, the corporation is a creature of the state. Here, the the case is about a corporation, but that would go to the same thing that you
4: can find any DBA, anything that is registered, that has a registered agent, that has a license. And you're gonna find the application application for that license
1: to do business it is to do business by and through the state to get permission for something that would be unlawful or illegal otherwise traveling is not unlawful or illegal do i have the right to have just because i get a license does that mean that i have now given up all my rights to travel no it just means that should i choose to drive or engage in the activity of driving where as defined in the statute, I have a license to do it. That's all that means. And because I tagged or registered my vehicle, does that mean that I've given it? In my opinion, the answer is no. All it means is that should I choose to engage in activity, I will be able to fulfill the requirements of anyone who's engaged in some sort of activity for pay or compensation over the highway. So I've got it sitting there. It's ready to go. It's kind of like... I don't know having sugar in your cabinet in case you need it, or having flour in case you're gonna bake. Now I haven't baked anything for a long time, but does that mean that I'm not allowed to have flour in my cabinet now? It's ridiculous. This is my this is my belief. What you want to believe is fine. And that video that the man was talking about, hey, it makes a lot of sense for me. It might be a, for other people it might be a solution for me. It's not. I would rather fight for my rights that I have to have a license if I want. It does not restrict me unless I'm engaged in
4: the activity that I'm licensed for. And doing so under some sort of uh,
1: um, uh, entity with the state. Upon the other hand, the corporation is a creature of the state. It is presumed to be incorporated for the benefit of the public. Are you created for the benefit of the public? No. That kind of is a clue that you're not an entity of the state, you're not a creation of the state. It receives certain special privileges and franchises and holds them subject to. Now, did you hear anything in the above part talking about the individual, anything where they're subject to anything? No, quite the opposite. Hear the first words out of the gate, that they are subject to. And they receive certain special privileges and franchises from the state. We don't. There's nothing in there. That, nowhere does it say that we receive anything from the state. We are entitled to the, the protection of our life and property. We're not receiving something that we don't already entitled to because we are the creators. So we're entitled to it. Here, they're receiving it from the state. It's a grant that's given to them because they're going to. They're, they are. Um, Their creation of the state, and that they're there to benefit the public. So they're providing a benefit to the
4: public. It receives certain spe- uh, special privileges and franchises, and holds them.
1: You ho- they hold the privileges and the franchises subject to the laws of the state and the limitations of its charter and that includes the United States Constitution because each state has in its Constitution what's called the Supremacy Clause, which says that the United States Constitution is a supreme law of the land. So they don't need to repeat it twice and say, and the United States Constitution, because if they're subject to the state constitution and the state constitution says that the United States Constitution is a supreme law of the land, include they're subject to it. So they're subject to all of that. and holds them subject to the laws of the state and the limitations of its charter. So you go look up its charter to find out what it can or can't do. Go look up your municipal state charters, your municipal subdivisions of the state. They all have charters. What are they? They're limited to that charter. To maintain roads, to keep sidewalks clean, whatever it is that these municipal. Municipal subways and municipalities, these people got together and said, hey, we want to have lighting on the street. Great. So they got together and they put together this organization and they made it a a nonprofit government organization that would provide what? Something for the public, lights, streets, sidewalks, and so on. They can't sit there and turn around and tell the people, oh, well, we created this for the benefit of the public, and yet we're going to regulate what you do and and that you can't walk on. it. It makes no sense. And oh, and we're, you can't come into court unless we unlawfully search and seize you without having a warrant. It doesn't give them the right to do that, even if, it's, even if it's a corporate entity, it's a municipal subdivision of the state. Its
4: powers are limited by law.
1: Clearly, they're saying on the beginning, the beginning four words. Upon the other hand, so what they're telling you is what's different. So if they're saying its powers are limited by law. Clearly, the opposite is true for the people. Our powers are not limited by law. In fact, it says that. this power to contract is unlimited. It can make no contract
4: not authorized by its charter. Its right to act as a corporation,
1: which means to exist, are only preserved to it so long as it obeys the laws of its creation. If it doesn't obey the laws of its creation, it literally does not exist. So it can be put to death. Can you be put to death if you don't obey the laws of your creation? No. Your creator can put you to death, and nobody else can. And what laws were you born under? You weren't. Your rights can only be taken away, and your property can only be taken away if you trespass upon somebody else's rights. That's why some people don't believe in a death penalty because the state has no power to put you to death. There is a reserved right in the legislature. Now we're getting to the power of the legislature. There is a reserved right in the legislature to investigate its contracts, the contract of this corporate entity, to investigate them, and find out whether it has exceeded its powers because it's limited, which is just the opposite. They have no right to inspect anything of yours or mine because we are not subjects of the state. It would be a strange anomaly to hold that the state, having chartered a corporation to make use of certain franchises, could not, in the exercise of its sovereignty, as far as the corporation goes, it is sovereign, inquire how these franchises had been employed and whether they had been abused, and demand the production of its corporate books and papers for that purpose. Again, I look at the corporation as any officer, like Hillary Clinton and the other ones, they hold an office. And that office is subject to investigation. It's absolutely a disgrace that they sit there and and put out a court order that says you have to preserve the evidence. It was nothing but a heads up. Hey, get rid of all the shit you don't want us to see because we're coming in, oh, I don't know, in a couple weeks. Why was there not a SWAT team outside of her house taking her into custody so that she can't prevent them and going in and rampaging her whole house, taking the server and everything else like they would do to anyone else? And it just galls me that they didn't do that. Absolutely, absolutely uh, untenable. And the people have to start doing something about it. Uh, and that's pretty much all I wanted to say right there on that. So um, I'm unmuted again. The board is back open now that some of the people, the shills have left to create a new conversation. And I'm going to go ahead... Uh, and i mute again. Anybody want to comment about what I've just read and what I've stated? Put your two cents worth in or even disagree with it and show me otherwise or if you have some cases that you can uh, refer to that would change my mind on it or if you have something in the Constitution or state Constitution or laws of any state. To the, you know To the contrary, please let me know.
4: Um, and uh, again, this is common law here, according to the the talk
1: thing. It's Ontario common law, but I think uh, Canada common law, but I think common law goes everywhere. That's my opinion. Because don't forget common law, and this is interesting. In in Canada, which is you know part of the British Empire, basically that comes under the Magna Carta and Magna Carta is common law so you guys have common law that's the only thing you have here in the United States we have constitutional law which is a little bit more specific so to me it's just a matter of terminology you have common law and you have to have common law courts we have common law torts but as far as I know we don't have common law courts. We use equity courts for for uh for common law torts. And it's becoming more and more clear the more I read and the more I understand and the more I see things. So that's that's my opinion. Anyone want to comment on that or clarify or come up with something different?
4: Please do. I don't know if there's anything else that's
1: worthwhile tonight. I think what is it? What time is it? It's eight fifty seven, so that's right on at almost an hour seven, eight, nine o'clock. That's two hours.
4: Plenty of time. Let's see if there's anything else in here that was really glaring. Mm, 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 mm. good enough good enough good enough oh the other thing is uh,
1: which Deborah was so kind to do is uh, for my friend Tony and myself she signed us up so quickly and so easily sometimes you know I avoid things because I don't know craziness stupidness whatever sometimes we have these crazy fears and we don't think we can do something but within a matter of 10 minutes she signed us both up to do electronic filing so anybody who at least in the US I don't know if you have it in other cases, in other places or not but almost in all states now you have electronic filing and this is becoming extremely extremely important because the clerks are screwing with the, with the court filings they're screwing with the record so you can and it gives you the ability to send it to them immediately, they get a copy of it, you don't have to worry about them messing with the mail, which uh, which they tend to do as well. And you don't have to worry about the three days for mailing. So when you send it, they get it, it's immediate. And you can start counting the 15 days or 30 days or whatever it is that they have time to respond and they don't you nail them on it. And you need to do a screenshot virtually every day. If you have a live case, if you have a case ongoing, you need to take a screenshot, which you can now do. Now, I learned a little bit about the rules. You have 45 days. Let's say the other side files the motion. You have 45 days in which to receive it, uh, to, to, to uh, download it electronically, and it's probably a good idea to print it out as well. And then, it, and then it's gone, which is really fascinating. Um, but that's the rules. It's okay. Um, but it will, it's supposed to be filed onto the record which means you always can go check the court docket. And you want to do that almost every day to see if they've taken something off that was on there or they've added something that uh, wasn't there before. Or, like in Tony's case, um, there's two motions that they haven't even put on the record yet. And there's another motion which they only just put on like three weeks later. Um, so, you know, clearly tinkering with it. Um and, and I'm also, you know, learning a little bit more about the rules. And remember, these are the rules that the people created. And so we can't, you know, pee-pee or poo-poo or whatever the rules that we created to create due process. The problem is that we aren't educated in them. And we are, as a result, it's like another language to us. We don't understand it. And because it's so, it's so seemingly so difficult to understand, because we have not naturally been trained, which we should from a very young age. And because most people I'm finding out are illiterate, literally, cannot read, cannot write, um, it makes it very difficult when everything is done in writing. And what ends, what I found out people are doing is kicking and screaming and hollering, and they don't want to go with this. They want to do this thing, common law, which requires them to write 15 words, magic words, to create a spell to make everything go away. I get it. It's so simple, it's not even funny. I am not a creation of the state. I'm not a creation of the United States, so none of this stuff applies to me, including these courts. Your statutes, your codes, your rules, your regulations don't apply to me. As Carl Lynn says, I've probably broken all of them. What's that got to do with me? I get that. I'm all with that. What I'm trying to do is facilitate a way to make sure that, that quote, unquote, what you're calling common law, which I call constitutional law, and the Bill of Rights, to enforce those. And in my opinion, trying to get those people that are already persons, that are already resistant to securing your rights, and then try to get them to read some newfangled language that that they don't know what it's saying or what it means, instead of speaking them in a language that they're accustomed to, just as lunacy. Speak to them in a language that they understand And that's why I say do the 42s because we're going to speak a language they understand. It's called money. It's not until it costs them a lot of money. It's not until you you make a report to the bonding agency that the bonding companies will pull the bond. But you don't want to go after the bond and try to collect the bond. You don't own the bond. It's not your bond. You may... You may, If you sue, they'll probably have to use the bond. But it's not yours to use. It's not yours to make claim to. So a lot of this stuff that's been going on, it's time we st- wait, stop wasting our time doing that, and let's get our government back in order. Let's go up there, as I said. If you want the sheriff to know something, the, 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 you don't want to tell him why he's making an arrest, even if it's a false arrest. You want to go down to the sheriff's department every single day, if you have to, once a week, three or four of you. Hey, we're the public who you serve. Why is it that your deputies are not doing the job standing in that court? He's going to go, what? Then you inform them. The reason the deputy's in court is to make sure that nobody breaches their duty. It's not here to regulate us. And he's sitting there intimidating. Why is the sheriff intimidating us? He should be getting in the face of that judge and then prosecuting and going, you better not try something as long as I'm in this courtroom against any one of those people. They've never heard this before. Use this cases. Well, I'm giving you the cases. They are bound by these cases. They are bound by the statutes. They're bound by the codes. Why
4: would you not want to quote the codes and statutes that we wrote to bind them? Like I said to a couple of the guys years ago when I
1: I hired guys on the inner city. And I laughed at them one day. They were like, what are you laughing at, boss? I said, well, you guys spend three times more energy trying to get around and avoid picking something up or sweeping something or cleaning something or fixing something than it would take for you just to do it. And I watched them do it all the time. They would go to so many great lengths. You ever watch a thief? Some of these videos just crack my ass up. These thieves, they go to, they get, they go out and they get all these tools so they can break into a place. They climb through windows, they break through windows, they go all this
4: craziness to get one hundred fifty dollars worth of crap. I just go out and dig a ditch for one hundred fifty dollars. Earn it honestly. Stay in shape because you dug a nice stick for somebody and did
1: something good, have a nice customer, and you got $150 of honest money you can go spend at that store and support the store. Instead, you end up probably in jail. You can't really use the thing anyway, not with a clear conscience. You always have to look over your shoulder. You probably cut yourself on the glass or got bruised knuckles or something from climbing over the fence and falling in there like these idiots do. And you've harmed somebody else. Cost on the window you broke is worth more than three or four or five hundred dollars. The hell is that
3: about? It's just lunacy. The
1: same thing. Nobody wants to read the statutes of codes. Why? Nothing else. If you're getting up there in age, guess what? The way to keep Alzheimer's away is to learn something new. I remember my mom taking another, she had like, I don't know how many master's degrees. Ridiculous. And she sits there and she's taking another one in forestry. I said, why are you
3: taking one in forestry
1: at 60 or 70 years old? She said, well, you know, keeps the brain working. Keeps Alzheimer's away. I'm like, okay, works for me. Why not? Your brain is virtually unlimited. Why not read the statutes? Why not learn to memorize them? Why not learn to use the them amount to, to sit them in their place? I tell you guys stories how I do it. It's fun. It's enjoyable. It's wonderful when you stump their asses. And if nothing else, I'd made it real easy The three questions. Are you a public servant? Yes. Do you have any evidence that I'm a public servant? No.
4: Well, I don't know how
1: you cannot memorize that one. I, you know, I go further. Well, do you have any evidence that I'm a servant of any kind? No. Good. Then conduct yourself accordingly. Of course, I go a little bit further and I say... Good, then I'm still a master. As you have just stated, you're a servant of the public. Conduct yourself accordingly. Are we clear? That's how I do it. But you could just say the first two or even the first three. Sometimes even just saying the first one. Are you a public servant? Yes. Do you have any reason to believe I'm not one of the public? That would do it. But how about the other three questions I created, which are just absolutely wonderful, changing people's mind. Are Isn't it true that you're obligated and duty-bound to obey any lawful order? Yes. Is it also true that you're obligated and duty-bound to disobey any unlawful order? Uh, yes. Well, how are you supposed to know whether you're obeying a lawful order or committing a crime if you don't know what the law says as it's written? What? And of course, I bring up a little bit of a baseball bat behind and goes well, what if some smartass like me who knows the law sits there and brings up a forty-two, nineteen eighty-three deprivation of rights suit do you think that your boss is going to come on the stand and say, Oh, don't put him in jail. Put me in jail because I'm the one who told him to do it? Well, you know what they always say? Oh, hell no. I said, Very good. I said, Did you also know that you know the law and what you're required to do anyway? Typically, the fact that you don't know it means you're an imperson- imposter, which, which I should arrest you right now, or I could arrest you right now, or somebody could
4: arrest you because that's another crime that's causable in the United States. what if some smart-ass like me brings you up there, huh? How are you going to answer? Are you going to sit down and go, oh, yeah, well, I represent
1: the law? I said, but if your boss tells you to do something and you know that he's not supposed to tell you,
4: you can tell him, hey, if you tell me to do that again, that unlawful order, I'm going to arrest you. And you can speak funny language. You can speak phonetics. You can speak me,
1: I, I, R, M, ism. You can speak like, what is that, uh, What's that big guy with the ears on, on Star Wars? Not that I am. I am not. But Harry speaks it all. Fine, you want to do that? that's great. It's not impressing me any. Not impressing anyone else. So, man, you don't be talking about man. You put a cap in your ass. You want me to say you? It? Hey, it's fine if you are on the street. You want to talk that way. That's great. But we're not on the street. We're addressing things in a legal manner. Be precise. Be clear.
4: Use proper punctuation. That's my opinion. That's my. What is it? That's my claim, and I'm sticking to it.
1: Um, but there was one other thing I wanted to mention. Uh, what was it? What was I, I was on a lo- on a roll there um yeah oh the three questions and then of course the 10 questions oh my god if you want to be proactive not that those three questions each one of them are not somewhat proactive because it does change people i've gone back to the people i've used just the three questions on and they're they're changed individuals and if they don't change they become more belligerent and more mean and more nasty so now as far as i'm concerned they just paint a target on their back or on their front there's somebody you want to go after those are the ones that reveal themselves as being evil. Those are the ones that are not, did not join to serve and protect. And those are the ones you want to go after. So that way you, you can very easily weed out the good ones from the bad ones very quickly by using those three questions and then go back and meet them later see what their reaction is. And it is your duty because you have an obligation because you are one of the creators that grants them these powers. Until you get enough people together, completely abolish it entirely and take all the power away, which I'm all for that. I don't think we need government, as I've mentioned before. But it seems that a majority of people believe that we need a government to protect us and to do certain things and to provide that. Lighting and public roads and all this other stuff that they provide. But not
4: to regulate the people. That's an I- improper use of the power. What else? There was one other thing I was going to mention. Oh, the 10 questions. Yeah, the 10 questions. Be proactive
1: actually get an indi- you can indict them really with 10 questions the position you hold requires you to swear an oath of office is that correct yes okay you got two people there printed out piece of paper you don't need to do anything but read you don't need to know anything just read it that oath of office is to support the, is this to support the constitution is that correct yes I accept your oath of office is that acceptable to you yes Now, how hard is it for two people with a piece of paper checking a box? Yes, no, I don't know. There's three boxes on the ten questions. Yes, no, I don't know. How hard is that? Yes, check the box, the yes box. Yes, check the yes box. Yes, check the yes box. Have you been paid on time for your services in your oath of office? Yes, check the yes box. Is there anything owed to you for your services in your oath of office? No, check the no box. Do I personally owe you anything for your service in your oath of office? No, check the no box. And then and then read this. Since you have sworn an oath, since the position that you claim to hold requires you to swear an oath of office, and that oath of office is to support the Constitution, would you please tell me the thirteenth article of the Bill of Rights? Uh, 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 If you don't know, just say I don't know. I don't know. Check the box. I don't know. Well, how about the fourteenth? Or any one that you want that you've memorized it doesn't matter. How about the tenth? The Powers is not delegated to the United States, right? We just did that. Powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, or either by it to the separate states reserved to reserve the people, as uh, reserved the states, or, or the, uh, the states respectively, or to the people. Oh, you don't know that one? I don't know. Okay, I don't know. Check the box. I don't know. How about the ninth? You know the ninth? Um, um, if you don't know, just say I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Now, I like to tell them, I like to tell, show them an example, lead by example. Well, the Ninth Act, says, the enumeration of certain rights in this Constitution is not to be misconstrued to deny or disparage others retained by the people. Just saying it to them changes their attitudes, changes their, 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 staff, their status, their way that they're standing. Their body language will tell you everything. The ones that get really uncomfortable and, and, and start cringing, and they don't like it. Those are the bad guys. You know they're the bad guys. And sometimes I've had to walk away. They're like, "Have a nice day. Keep up the good work, and walk away." Meanwhile, I got his badge number, and I don't get in the state. What are you of
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know what I was going to do. I think I can do that. I wanted to give you
1: guys an example of something I did today. There's a great case going on. This woman, uh, phenomenal, uh, completely illiterate um and her progression is just amazing absolutely amazing she's been doing her homework she's been getting her her, her stuff together she's been gathering all the information and uh, what happened was she was um, on an Waffle stop she pulled into a gas station and i won't go into the details of everything that happened you can imagine they took her arrested her tried to take the kids on blah 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 and then they towed a car so the issue is she's gone to the tow company and said well why did you tow my my, uh, my car? You didn't have, you, you know, what authority? Well, the police called us. She goes to the police and the, because she knows that the police had to have a warrant to do it. They didn't have a warrant. It was on private property. So they sat there and balked and balked and said, oh, we didn't authorize it and da-da-da. So that's going back and forth. So we're gathering evidence. Now, her way of being before was very, uh, shall we say, harsh, very rough, very accusatory, very nasty. <laughs> and so I've been working with her on that that you want to speak in a different manner and you can get more information this was a good example where she asked me to do the call for her and what we were doing we had done a call previously to uh, one of the attendants who verified some of the information that we needed and then uh, he suggested that to get a full thing that the actual real thing is to call his boss, which is the owner of the property. And so I did the call today. I'm going to see if I can find it for you and pull it up. Since nobody's,
4: we're not talking anyway. Uh, oh, no, that's number
1: one. <laughs> so us going to go down twenty-one. Oh wait a minute, was that twenty-one, twenty-two? No, it was 22, I believe. That was just
3: an opening. Uh,
2: All right, <laughs> go ahead, make the call. i do the work. Uh, what's your name again? Jacob. Jacob? Yeah. Can you hear me? Hello, is this Jacob? Hey, <laughs> Jacob. Hey, Jacob. How you doing today? I just had a few questions. I talked to one of your uh, workers there, and he suggested I call and confirm it with you. A um, friend of mine had a situation, which I consider to be an emergency situation, and as far as I know, you're a good guy. And But they, they needed a place to put the car in an emergency, and they noticed the uh, towing sign. So I just want to ask a few questions, if that's okay. We yeah. have... Number one, uh, if someone did park there, would you have them tell in the next 15 minutes? Your attendance is usually if you, you give somebody a day. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Thank you, sir. Uh, yeah. But if you leave it like 15 days, that's different. Yeah. But if you leave it like a day, that's fine. Oh, thank you so much. The other question is, have you ever used... Can just come in and tell the guy to throw him in a morning? Because for one day, I'll come back to you tomorrow. It won't be a problem. All right, I'll tell her. Uh
3: now, have you ever used another towing company?
2: I've towing Oh, that's
3: awesome.
2: Um, I really appreciate that because we have a situation, um, which you may or may not be aware of, where uh, the police had somebody's car towed and they're trying to claim that, they, that, that the tow company is claiming that the police told them to tow it. The police are saying that they didn't tell them to do it and we're trying to get ahead of the curve here and make sure that it's verified that you didn't call so that they can't sit there and say, Oh well, it must have been we didn't call you know that they called us your behalf or anything like that. You follow me? Yes, leave the court here. No, it's, it. it's already happened. Exactly. You don't know what it is. Yeah. there you go, that's my point. What it was I don't know if you're aware of what's going on. I've been helping people from. I'm actually on Maryland, close to DC, and I've been helping people all over the nation uh, when they're being falsely charged. Because what's happened is these police departments, along with all the other um, organizations, have become enemies of the people for revenue. That's what they do. Okay. okay. And they work with some towing companies. Uh, there was a in DC, in fact, I was one of the people that exposed that they were taking. Parking signs. They were using magnetic parking signs to get people to park, and then they would take the magnetic parking signs down, which would show that there were violations. And then the tow company was taking the who was taking their cars and charged them two or three hundred dollars to get it out. It was a big, huge <laughs> thing. Well, that kind of was apparently going on in this particular, where somebody pulled over uh, onto your property. Uh, the, police, the police actually had no reason to do so, false, falsely charging them. They then arrested them, uh, threatened the other people, and threatened to have the child taken away, arrested the lady, charged a lot of money. While she was gone, they had the court towed. And... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is it, a few months ago, I think. Yeah, it's been a few months now. Yeah. Oh, my man. Yeah, That's clear. Okay. So. Well, I'm uh, the I figured you were a good guy because I talked to the people and they said, yeah, you're a good guy. So it's not way you would have done it. And all I'm talking, well, what I do is different than other people. I don't wait till after the fact. I nip it in the bud ahead of time. So I already know, I've already got it confirmed by you and also the attendant. We've already talked to the attendant. They didn't call. So yeah. it's going to be difficult. Nobody's allowed to call for me. Oh. And somebody leaves the car here, Yeah, and we're very patient. It takes a long time for us to go, anybody, because I know there's a reason they left it here. Yep. Yeah.
4: Morning here. What happened? Hmm. Eric, you here?
3: Yeah. Yeah, Colin stopped speaking. I'm not sure what happened. Oh, maybe he went
2: to the
3: washroom. Hmm.
4: Oh, well, life goes on. Oh, thanks, John. Uh, Hello? I'm here. How's oh, things? Good,
3: thank you.
2: Right on. Just working,
3: tired, just working, doing the tile job. so uh, I'm just tired but I'll soon be done so it's good
2: yep been there, done that
3: oh yeah
4: but I like how it come out once it's done okay, what's going on what's that I was muted,
3: then unmuted, so I'm not sure what's going on. But you can hear me, correct?
2: Yeah.
3: Okay, that's good.
2: Somebody muted the board and unmuted the board.
3: Yeah. Maybe he had a drop call. I don't know. But it looks like he's on the boat still.
2: Maybe he can't speak.
3: I don't know. (laughs) Um, You have a... Hold on a second, Eric. Um, There's Southwest Pennsylvania. You want to pull?
4: Okay. Well, uh, actually, he hung up, so he probably called back in. Hmm. I something happened.
3: Colin, she she got to unmute herself.
4: Can you hear Colin, me now? Yeah. Can you hear me? Oh, good.
1: Sorry about that. When did you lose um, hearing?
3: I mean, just maybe under five minutes ago or so.
2: After I uh, after, uh, stopped after the recording? After the recording. Yeah, after. Okay,
1: good. So you did hear the recording then? Okay. Okay. Excellent. Um, so I, I don't know if you didn't hear my comments. I was just going to say that by handling it in that manner, we ended up having a friend, a positive thing. And if you noticed, I broached him on the police thing and I did it carefully. Um, and I noticed that his attitude was not in support of the police, but it was, well, they can't tell anything because this is private property. And he also got – we got more information, which was he said we've never towed one except for 10 years ago after being here for three weeks. And he also said that he is the only one authorized to have the car towed. So we got more information that we wanted. It was wonderful. It was a good positive energy, positive call. And because it was handled that way, which is completely in the opposite manner that she was handling calls previously, which i been working on. And uh, like we said, with the tow company, we now, it looks like we are going to need to get the records and it would be helpful if we had made friends with the tow company, not that that's easy to do though, um, so that we could use their records without having to subpoena the records. Um, but it's it's a, it's really, she's this woman has done a fantastic job um, of everything, of, of getting the evidence together, making phone calls, recording the phone calls, uh, and pretty much doing everything I have suggested to do, and this is going to be just a slam dunk case. We now have the tow company and the police department fighting pretty much back and forth because the police department said, "No, we didn't authorize it." Um, and and uh, one of the people, the police department said, "Well, it would be right on this line, right here. There would be a signature." And yet the tow company has a piece of paper with a signature on it. So this is going this is going to be a real, This is going to be a fun game. Um, and the fact is the tow company has a car still, So, and she's already sent them a bill, which is the other stuff that we use, sent them a bill charging them, I think it was either 1000 or $10,000 a day that they keep her property. So I just wanted to throw that out there that for somebody who, like I said, is completely illiterate, but she, le- she listens very, very well, and I spent many hours on the phone with her, and it's just, and I'm so proud of just She's learning to read. She's speaking properly, much more so. Um, she doesn't take any of my criticism in a negative manner. She knows that I mean it in a loving and a caring way that it's it's it's, it's important to uh, for her to accomplish what it is that she wants to do. And she's done I've done everything and more. And then when I say, oh, did you do this? Oh, I'm handling it. I've got it covered. <laughs> she's so cute. I'm handling it. I've got this covered. Yeah, it's like she's not... She's not playing around, um, so the reason I mention her is is because if she can do it, anyone can do it. Um, um, you know that, that's the bottom line. She got more stuff going against her than most most people do, so if she can do it, we can all do it. And she encourages me to keep sharing with other people and, and teaching, and also encourages me to do my homework and, and do it right. You know, she's embarrassing me because she's, she's done the jump through the hoops and done everything, all the assignments I've given her and more. And even taken off on her own and done this and this, which I wasn't even thinking of. And if you knew her a year ago, um, you know, you, you wouldn't even, most people, in fact, some people over, have, have heard about heard overheard, they're like, why are you wasting your time? And... And I always tell people, I say, well, i got to follow spirit. And it's just everyone deserves, deserves a chance. And the, the ones that I've dropped off, and there's people um, that I've been dropping off like flies now because they're not doing anything. I've made suggestions. I've spent hours with them, explaining it to them, sharing it with them, what works, technique. And they're not doing it. And, and I'm just, you know, wasting my breath. So I'm going to go help people that are, you know, that want help. And I'm so excited about this because she's going to win the case. And I'm going to help her write the documents. How will only help her. She's, you should see the change in her writing. I mean, the writing, when she first wrote me, oh my God, what, six months ago, she tried to write something. And it was you were like, what is this? No commas, no periods, no capitalizations, no breaks, no paragraphs, no nothing. And, and virtually almost all of it's street language. And now she's written a document that is clear, concise and has and the, the beauty was she had sent me this thing, and I rewrote it for her, but I basically only rewrote what she had in there because she had all of the elements. she was listening to everything I was sharing. she had almost yeah, she had virtually all of the elements necessary. So all I did was show her this and and she took what I, what I wrote. she's not using my rewrite. Not at all. She's not taking it. She's not going to. She took what I wrote, and then she incorporated what I wrote into her writing and rewrote it
4: again. Well, uh, you know, I share that because,
1: um, you know, people like that put the rest of us to shame, and 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 they and and it should put us to shame because we're not doing our homework. We're not doing it properly, and that's why we're not winning. And I don't care what process you use. You're going to use Carl Lynch's process, and you need to study, learn, understand, and make it so you eat it, drink it, breathe it, smoke it, whatever you're doing, so that it becomes you. As you can walk away from Carl Lynch and know everything about his process and everything. Not Carl Lynch's process, but what this, this process that he's talking about, this common law, whatever you want to call it. So it becomes part of you. You can write the documents. You can handwrite it. I also want you guys to recognize that on the call there was an audio that somebody sent me and the title of it was that Carl Lynch says never use a 42-1983. Well, if you actually listen to the call, that's not what was said at all. He's basically saying what I'm saying and he he says you have to write it in your own words and then it's kind of funny he uses my own thing. He says, and looky there, it appears... That the statutes and codes agree with me, and that's how you do it. And you put any time you use statutes and codes or anything that's not yours, put it in quotation marks. It preserves, it separates you from it, so you're not under it, and you're not making conclusions of law. You're just saying, "Hey, this is what they said. This is what this this statute says. This is what th- that's written in this case law." So he's going to support his his claim. And show that hey, they're bound by this and this and this, aren't they? It appears that the statutes and codes agree with me and says you can't. It says you're prohibited
4: from doing it. Now, I'm looking forward to having a meeting with them sometime soon when I get some time to
1: to take to, you know call them up and make a trip over there. Um, by the way, Aquila, are you still on? Yeah, you're on um i have a front-end loader it just occurred to me i don't know how much work he does or how much farming equipment he has but i happen to have a, a front-end loader and i was wondering if it would, you know might be worthwhile to offer to you know to do some you know big work because that front-end loader i can do an awful lot can like build roads and pretty much anything else um i mean i'll ask him directly but you know a heads up would be cool so anyway, that's pretty much what I wanted to share that there are people winning uh that are doing it right and have started out with nothing um, and you know like I say, Deborah's hung in there on this case she's now in the appeals she got one she she helped somebody else get the case against them completely dismissed she got the charges against her under the under the uh the suspended driver license by following up. And, and doing it her way and studying the, studying the statute so she knew that there was a difference between suspended and expired and standing on that and found a case to support that, which was exactly about that thing, in case you weren't listening earlier, that the, the court said that you cannot suspend that which is already expired. So, the, you know, the prosecutor went back for the second time and muddled around and came back and made another offer and then said there, okay, fine. And after the first offer, so well, how about this? And she says, no, I'm not taking 30 days. I'm not taking suspension or anything like that. No, or whatever it was. Um, And so then he comes back after the second time, and he says, well, do you want to get a driver's license? And she was, like, seeing the opening. She says, yeah, sure. So he says, go get a driver's license and bring it back here, and all these charges will be dismissed. And she
4: made sure she verified it. Well, I thought I thought Aquila was his girlfriend, whether well, she knew him real well, or something to that effect. My
1: bad all right, well, if anyone knows Carl uh and has been out to his farm, does he have farm equipment? I imagine he does, but he may not anyway um. So again, by her studying and doing the research she did, even though she listened and she and I, she's the one to turn me on to that video. Uh, we watched it together, and I watched it a couple times. She actually, um, okay. So he doesn't need a front end loader. Yeah, I'm going to call him. I just haven't had time. Um, um, so by by, you know, not and, and once again, Craig. Um, you know uh, that video with with, with Craig. Um, she ended up not using any of it. Wasn't a waste of time though, because it it caused her to then go to the other statutes and find out uh, what was in there that she could use and and research. So, doing your homework, a stitch in time saves nine. She went there prepared, and she was she thought that they were going to. Uh, drop it down from a Class B to a Class C, which would make mean that she would not be in jail. Um, and that's that's important. Um, she went in willing to, to 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 basically cop to another charge, which is driving without a license. And look what happened. That was pretty cool. Good example. And she's no, she's not sitting here crying and, and screaming and everything and whining and and so on. She handled it. And it worked. She's done. So anyway, with that, if nobody has any other comments, whew, I'm gonna go ahead and close this call down. And given the example, uh, looks like it's pretty quiet tonight. Looks like the people we got rid of most of the um, distractors out there already. But I have a feeling that if I leave the call open that it'll it won't be long before they come back and
4: start making disruption and making nasty stuff.
1: Uh... <laughs> Alright, well that's it. I'm gonna close it out and, and blessings to everyone. Um and uh again, uh take your position and write letters, uh do things, put things together. I'm going to try to make, if you have not watched the the YouTube videos with uh, Trey Gowdy, T-R-A-Y, T-R-A-Y or T-R-E-Y, Trey Gowdy, G-O-W-D-Y. Look them up. They're just phenomenal. And uh, if you have any information on Jeff, um, what's his name, Cummings. Um, No, Sessions, I'm sorry, Jeff Sessions. uh, Let me know because I'm still trying to get a handle on him because he has been nominated to be the attorney general, and I'm not liking what I read about him. And if you have any information about the um, the Indian and all that up there that's going on with the pipeline um, or you, you, you're concerned about it, I, I also encourage you to write. Um, and that's about it, guys. You guys have my, my email, truthmonger6 at com. so anytime you want to communicate, you can do that. And I have two more calls to do tonight and some documents to write. So I'm going to get to it. Have a great night guys and blessings. And thanks for keeping it clean tonight.
4: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.